0: Are Facebook groups a viable option for hosting your membership community in 2022 and beyond? That's the topic we're going to be debating on today's episode of the Membership Geeks podcast.
1: You're listening to the Membership Geeks podcast, bringing you proven practical tips and advice from the leading experts on growing a successful membership business each and every week. And now here are your hosts, Mike Morrison and Callie Willows.
0: Well, hello there. Welcome to episode 349 of the Membership Geeks podcast. I'm one of those aforementioned geeks, Mike Morrison, joined as ever by the one and only Callie Willow. Yay! <laughs> We're getting better at this, aren't we? <laughs> Put my
1: bingo voice on there.
0: <laughs> the bingo voice. Do they have bingo anywhere other than the UK? And I know uh, they have I it I in Spain. I think
1: they
0: do. Hit us up on social at Membership Geeks. <laughs> do you have bingo in your country? So if we say bingo, do you get that reference? Man
1: i've never actually played it but like,
0: you've never played bingo i
1: haven't
0: how in the world have you grown up in the uk and reached the age of <laughs> without having played bingo You have
1: just obviously led a sheltered life
0: did you not you live near blackpool didn't you which is like bingo <laughs> capital of the world this is insane i kind of feel like this entire episode needs to be about how Callie could have avoided ever having played bingo we need to go play bingo <laughs> It's, yeah, it's,
1: that state night then yeah
0: it's serious <laughs> business bingo now in the uk big money going on we need to get there anyway
1: these guys don't want to hear about that
0: uh, you know what they'll probably tweet <laughs> us and say you should have kept talking about bingo so we might have to do a special spin-off episode um looking at some of the other things that Callie hasn't yet done like
1: live vlog of Callie goes bingoing
0: yeah yeah we'll change our name <laughs> the bingo geeks. Um, anyway, before we do that, we're going to dive into a debate that we've been having for seven or eight years now.
1: Yeah, I think anybody in the Academy who has ever asked this question on a and a knows that this is one of your soapbox topics.
0: It is, but honestly, it's becoming a little bit less so because I'm kind of finding that more and more people are coming to my side um, about whether you should be using a Facebook group for the community aspect of your paid membership. Now let's say from the let's just say from the get go, nothing we say here is prescriptive. Just because I don't like something or Kali doesn't like something doesn't mean that it doesn't work it doesn't mean that our way of doing things is the only way of doing things. I know that a lot of people in the online business space and certainly people in the membership space have a very absolute way of giving advice, right? This is the way to do things. This is the proven counteractive way of doing it, all that nonsense. We're just sharing our opinions here. You can take it with as much salt as you want. But just remember, it's coming from a lot of experience and a lot of keeping our fingers on the pulse of what's happening in the membership space. And the whole topic of where should your community live is a big, big deal. It's still a big question for membership owners.
1: It really, really is. And I think this is one where there's pros and cons for every option out there. So like you said, this isn't about an absolute right or wrong. It's about knowing the pros and cons of the options you're considering so that you can make an informed decision and the best decision for the kind of membership site that you want to run.
0: Absolutely. Because there will no doubt be some of the things we're going to talk about today that you've not considered or not been aware of. And I think now more than ever, this is why we're doing this again. I we I originally did this episode probably five years ago, if not longer, on whether you should use a Facebook group or a forum. And back then, that was pretty much the choice. Yeah, you either had a free, well, not free Facebook group, free to you, a Facebook group that you only allowed your paying members to access, or you had an on-site discussion forum. So a, a, a yeah, a, a forum that is a little more reminiscent of those discussion groups that have been around since the late 90s. But things have changed quite a lot. There's a lot of other options on the market. Forum software is becoming a little bit more like social software. Um, Facebook groups, there's a lot of new features and a lot of a lot more pros these days than they, they used to be.
1: Yeah, they're definitely upping their game in terms of trying to be competitive with more of the kind of standalone social networks out there these days
0: yeah absolutely so we thought today in revisiting this whole topic we would just break down those pros and cons to give you both sides of the equation and then yeah give you our take and some other food for thought so let's talk positives let's talk pros of having your membership community in facebook the big one probably the the main thing people cite as the reason they want to be on facebook is just how easy and accessible and discoverable it is to have a group on facebook which loads of people use people are on not just every day but a lot of times like every minute (laughs) like people are already there that tends to be the sentence isn't it my members are already there they're already using it
1: Yeah, that's definitely the thing we hear most in terms of the pros, Colin, for Facebook groups is, you know, people are already on Facebook, people are already checking it every day, people are already using the search, looking for the things that they're interested in there, looking at what their friends are are doing on Facebook and what groups they're in. So there's a lot of familiarity with Facebook and Facebook groups in particular. I don't think I know anybody who's not in at least one facebook group these days um so there is definitely ease of access ease of discoverability and yeah it's it's a familiar home to people
0: yeah totally and it's you know the whole thing of going where your people are having a facebook group is is going to do that it's going to do that other social networks like linkedin i think linkedin have groups again they're gonna say they
1: closed them down for a while didn't they? they took
0: the feature away and then they put it back um but, uh, you know, you can have groups in or group chats and group, different group formats in different locations, but Facebook groups are still kind of the main, most popular type of social media group. And so that it's an understandable and very appealing pro. On top of that, Facebook have really been ramping up the features in groups. It used to just be, this is just a, a little ring-fenced place that people can go and interact outside of whatever else is going on on Facebook. And that was it. That was the functionality. But now there's a lot of new features that actually, some of them are are quite powerful. So, for example, you can do things like assign group experts. Yeah,
1: and badges as well. Badges they're introducing now too, gamification.
0: Yeah, so you can designate certain people in the group as experts and that kind of unlocks other ways of highlighting them other ways of them being having their content presented in the group Um, i think it opens up channels whereby people can ask them questions and stuff like that and for a membership it's even you know some of the larger memberships that have almost a a staff or an alumnus of um, of coaches it's not an alumnus it's a faculty i'm getting the wrong academic (laughs) term they have a faculty of coaches or a faculty of instructors you know that's that, that's a, quite a powerful feature to have if you've got team members if you've got guest experts coming in and doing workshops in your membership being able to designate them as group experts during the month that that workshop's happening this is actually i mean it's, it's almost a feature tailor-made for memberships so things like this and the way that facebook have been thinking about facebook groups and thinking about um you know how to make them just a place of value as opposed to just a place again that really does does add to the argument for using them another feature that's particularly useful as well one of the big things the big complaints we used to have about facebook groups is they're disorganized they're really disorganized especially compared to a discussion forum now still it doesn't compare this there is still that you know continuous feed continuous flow of stuff that makes it harder to organize your content organize discussions but they're kind of balancing that out a little bit through the introduction of things like guides so you can you as a group admin can collate certain posts and certain content together into static guides as yep. a section of the group
1: yeah, I think that can be a really handy feature for memberships in particular where you might be posting things like live calls in the groups and things like that and you actually want to be able to make those easily available for members who weren't there live and yeah. they can get lost in the feed easily but by using this guides feature you can really collate your content and access to different features of the group a lot easier.
0: Absolutely, it, it makes your Facebook group more viable as a content distribution channel rather than just a place to chat. Yeah, So yeah, that's a big, big feather in the cap for Facebook groups. Yeah,
1: and they're also doing a lot to try and get members engaging in your group as well or to help you get members engaging in your group. So they're adding new post formats like question posts, like prompts, which is one of my favorites where you can kind of add a prompt that enables people to share photos, which shows in the the kind of top feed as a carousel and things. So they're doing a lot in terms of different post formats announcements, features, and things like that for you to kind of add some variety to the group and also increase that engagement, offer different ways for members to engage with the group alongside the standard things like polls and just asking a simple kind of question. You've got recommendations, you've got events, you've got all kinds of things now that members can start in groups and that you can start in groups.
0: Absolutely, and so once again, this it's just given you as the group admin so many more ways of distributing content of starting particular types of varied interactions with your audience that you just couldn't before and that are very suited to memberships and if you've not seen these kinds of posts then if you head to the show notes at membershipgeeks.com 349 we're going to link off um to some of the the more in-depth articles on facebook we might even throw in some screenshots as well so you can see what we're talking about here because actually you know if if you're someone who's already been running a facebook group or if you've got a very good reason to run a facebook group for your community it's actually quite exciting what you can now do um and so you know so many new more advanced options for group admins even even the simple stuff like um being able to organize topics so you can have guides for collating posts together but Within Facebook groups, probably better than anywhere else in Facebook, they make good use of hashtags so that you can, as as much as is possible in a Facebook group, you can almost group and categorize discussions and make it easier for people to filter and search the type of conversations and the type of posts um, that they're seeing.
1: Yeah, and for you as a membership owner, this can be a great way for making sure that you don't actually miss certain kinds of posts. You can essentially train your members to use certain hashtags for certain things like asking a question or sharing a win and things. Or
0: introducing themselves as a new member. Yeah.
1: So you can use these topics as a way to kind of get more of an organization and structure to your group, which is vital, I think, especially with a large member base.
0: Absolutely. And of course, a lot of memberships were doing regular kind of live events. So you might be doing uh, live Q&As, you might be doing workshops. Now, well, again, one of those things, you can go live in a group, so you can actually deliver your live stuff in a group. Um, But also you can kind of tee that up by actually adding an event to the group itself that will show within the group It'll ha- I think it's got its own tab um, people can kind of RSVP to it you can give people the information they need in advance if you know, you know they need to come along having done some prep work or anything like that it's almost like a mini events calendar within your group
1: yeah they even have an option called a live classroom that you can set up as yeah. well which yeah they're really upping their game on the events you can do in the groups and alongside that they've also introduced rooms as well so you can actually turn on rooms for your group which allow your members to congregate together and have chats and discussions amongst themselves on camera or on audio. And, you know, you as a membership um, owner can also start those rooms as well. So it's a great way to kind of start those more informal conversations between members as well.
0: Yeah, it's a powerful, powerful feature set compared to even just two or three years ago.
1: Even a year ago, like the features they're adding this year, you know, I've just at the time of recording this, I was just reading an article before They're adding in options for onboarding members and things like that into groups as well, which you know, if you're able to actually put a member through some onboarding in the group itself, you know, that's really powerful for a membership owner.
0: Definitely. And, you know, it's not just about features for your members. There's a lot of good stuff for you as an admin. Yeah. to, To actually keep on top of the group, whether that's things like, Um, the ability to set some questions that everyone joining the group has to answer before they can come in.
1: Yeah, and even with that, they've had the pre-joining questions for a while now, but they have finally just allowed you to actually save those questions so that you can see those answers on an ongoing basis. And also they've now made it even easier for you to actually do things like auto-approve members based on those questions or auto-decline members based on those questions as well, which cuts down some of your work considerably
0: definitely and things like being able to set group rules and stuff like that again important part of a community that again it's the basics but just adds to things and also means you know if you do need to take actions against people who are being disruptive then you can kind of tie it back to those rules and speaking of those you know those actions for disruptive members or if you needed to kick someone out or block them from the group for whatever reason it did used to just be a case of the only thing you do is get rid of people, block people. Again, now there's other little things that you can turn on post-approval. You can... There's, uh, the, off the yeah top. you can
1: mute certain members yeah, mute for a mute while them for you a bit. can you can turn on approval you can actually switch off automatic posting i know some groups with memberships where the team don't work at the weekend so they actually turn off the ability for people to post on a weekend mm-hmm. so that then they can come back in on a monday and approve those posts that have been posted over the weekend so there's a lot of options now for controlling how your community interacts
0: yeah and again as the admin all that stuff's useful and and there's just more reports there's more tools there's more options it's just easier to run in general so this is all sounding pretty pretty conclusive right like facebook groups are amazing <laughs> of course we would use them for running a membership uh, i can kind of hear the surge of membership owners sprinting back (laughs) to their computers right now to close down their current on-site forum and start a facebook group with all these amazing features but there's another side to the coin right there are definitely some cons there are definitely some downsides and some trade-offs so we talked about the big big benefit of being on facebook is the fact that people are on facebook people most people already have an account they're already using it they're checking it every day they've got the app on the phone they're already getting notifications so much of the heavy lifting of getting people to your your community's location is done it's a difference between having a restaurant that is kind of out on a country road somewhere that's amazing and serves the best food ever versus having a mcdonald's on a very busy high street right it's that's not not a terrible that's analogy, quite a good analogy. It's a decent it's a <laughs> decent analogy right So that's great but that comes with distractions That's the big big trade-off to the fact that everyone's on Facebook that's a pro but the con is everyone's on Facebook and so they're distracting each other because not only are people in your group and seeing your group stuff they're seeing a whole plethora of of other stuff while they are visiting Facebook.
1: Yeah, you're competing with a lot of other noise. And I think in some ways that can detract from the value of your group as well, because if people are just seeing those posts amongst everything else in their newsfeed, then it kind of almost disconnects from the premium feel of your membership and actually the fact that, oh, well, this is a group I'm paying for, so maybe I should pay more attention to this. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, you're not necessarily seeing people in the right mindset to engage with your group that, you know, if they're coming to Facebook to connect with friends or look at cat videos, they're not interested in your your post about your membership topic at that time
0: absolutely and that can kind of develop this little subconscious thing where someone's scrolling through the feed you'll know yourself if you scroll through facebook every three or four posts is an ad it's probably every two or three now and you end up getting blind to that right you develop that ad blindness where your brain just automatically just fades out that ad and then refocuses on the next post which is a funny cat video or you know a friend who got married or whatever there's a real chance if someone's main reason for going to facebook is to look at content like that as they're scrolling through they might see personal post personal post ad personal post personal post ad personal post post from your membership group ad personal post now that pattern that mindset that they're in you're not fitting with that you're not going to be fitting with the reason they are there what they're looking to see in the same way that ads aren't fitting with why they are there and what they're there to see and if that happens enough times people might start blurring out your content as well because it doesn't fit into the box that they're currently rummaging in And that can have a massively detrimental effect. So you're competing with other groups. You're competing with everyone's friends. Um, and you're really up against the fact that people aren't going to Facebook to engage in a serious topic in a serious business in a serious mindset most of the time. So the place you want someone to be in, in their head when they're in your group is often very different from where they are in their head when they go to Facebook. They don't open Facebook to you know, go and talk about serious business matters and stuff like that most of the time.
1: Yeah, and I think that's why a lot of the membership communities that do great on Facebook are those where it is more of an informal chat connection type of space for your members as opposed to somewhere where you want serious learning to happen.
0: Absolutely. Another big thing to consider is you're most likely, if you've got your community on Facebook or if you're thinking of doing it, chances are that your main membership website where the content is where they administer their account where they watch your courses and all that sort of stuff that's probably on its own website in a different location so you're asking your members to engage with you and your membership in two different places two very different places now if your membership is accessed via a browser on mobile on desktop but facebook's accessed via an app then it is literally two different locations. It's two different things they have to click on, right? In order to um, to to engage, two completely different modalities. So that, it has a mindset effect, but it also just has a logistical effect and a, a, a an inclination towards people forgetting.
1: Yeah, and I think one of the things there is, you know, people do say one of the pros is that, you know, people are on Facebook anyway, But if somebody is on your membership site, they're looking at your content, they want to ask a question, then it is an extra hurdle to then remember, okay, so I need to open the Facebook app, I need to go to the group, and I need to ask the question in there, versus just being able to click the link under the content and add their question straight away.
0: Yeah, it's remembering, you know, people aren't, when they're in your membership, they're not always, and most of the time, they're not going to be at all, just engaging your community as the only thing they engage in your membership is likely not 100% community-based. And so the average member experience is going to incorporate some content and some community. And so if you're splitting those up, it just becomes more of a hassle for members and more of an inconvenience. So you're doing it to be more convenient but you're actually just adding an extra step, as Callie said, adding an extra hurdle for them to actually participate.
1: Yeah, and I think one of the biggest things, though, for me is there's still no automations or integrations with Facebook groups. Facebook does not want you adding additional tools to it to allow you to make certain tasks easier so you still need to manually approve members you can now have that kind of automatic approval based on questions but with a membership group you're probably not going to want to do that because one of the big issues with facebook groups and memberships is you want to make sure only paying members are in there a lot of people on facebook might have different details to what they've joined your membership with so you need to be really sure that you are taking note and asking when somebody joins your Facebook group, what's the email address you joined our membership with? And then you need a spreadsheet where you collate that information on what their Facebook group profile is so that you can actually remove those members easily at the end of their membership term if they cancel. If you don't have that, then you're either searching and hoping that their name on Facebook matches their their name that you joined our membership with, or you run the risk of leaving free um, people who are no longer members in your facebook group and that's not ideal for anyone so the lack of automation and integrations the extra work that this manual approval and removal can actually add especially if you've got a large membership you're doing launches or you're just getting several members joining each day, it really does all add up and make it less than an ideal experience for you as a membership site owner. And it also means your members can't join the community straight away as well. They have to wait for you to approve them.
0: Yeah, so if you go off on holiday or, you know, if you fall ill or something like that, then you're going to have to try and make arrangements to make sure that anyone who's waiting to get into your community is approved. And that approval process, as Callie said, you know, it means you've got to have a way of getting them to provide their account details when they apply to join the group you've then got to go to facebook and read all the applications go back to your membership look them up to make sure they're like it's a pain it's a massive pain and so if you're not like on the best of days that's going to add a delay that for people in different time zones someone joins at midnight um in your time and you don't get to your desk till 9am the next day. That's a nine hour wait for what someone's paid for. That person's probably going to want to dive right in and they're having to wait.
1: Yeah, if somebody's clicked on the join group to go all enthusiastically, wanting to introduce themselves, wanting to dive in and see what the conversation is and then you know they answer these questions and then they're just left waiting until somebody yeah. accepts them, that enthusiasm, that initial, okay, I'm going to go and introduce myself, I'm going to jump straight in, quite likely might have gone.
0: Yeah, and it's not likely in in any foreseeable future that Facebook will add a way to automate this. I just do not see that happening. No. It's not it's not the way they do things. They are very much an insular kind of platform.
1: Yeah, you can automate that approval, but not if you're wanting to do things like check the email address, yeah. check that somebody's paid, and that is the big issue here.
0: Yeah, and when we say you can automate the approval, it's basically just if someone's answered a certain question, let them join, yeah. but that assumes you don't need to have actually read and checked the information they provide, which if you're running a membership site, you do.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think linked to this, the other big thing, um, to my mind, the other big reason that Facebook groups are losing steam, despite, despite the fact that they're adding all these awesome features now, is that more than ever, we're seeing people asking about moving away from Facebook. They're yeah. asking, okay, I don't want to run my face my community on Facebook anymore. I want to leave the platform. Or more and more people aren't on Facebook anymore. The last couple of years, Facebook have taken a massive hit and a lot of people are moving away from the platform. So there's more chance that not all of your members will actually... Be on Facebook or if they are, that they're not going to join the group. And yeah, we're just seeing both members and membership owners moving away from the platform like never before. I don't think we've ever had as many questions about what can move? I use as an alternative to a Facebook group as we have in the last year. And I think an interesting um, kind of observation of this is actually during the pandemic, we set up a Facebook group for our Academy members as an experiment. And actually, I think it's pretty telling that less than 20% of our Academy members are actually in that Facebook group. So we have the forum, that's our main community, the Facebook group's an add-on, but less than 20% of our members have joined it.
0: Yeah. And a big part of the reason when we've asked, you know, why people didn't, they just don't like Facebook. There's so much more negative sentiment about Facebook now. There's been so much bad press and it's building and building. It's not just one-off little things where people are like, oh man, Facebook are evil, right? It's just increasing negative sentiment increasing concern about privacy increasing um you know negativity towards the type of discussions that are happening the type of things facebook groups are being used for like quite often if you see any media coverage where facebook groups are mentioned it's almost always in a negative context and i think that's really just led to more people either just really really boiling down how much they actually use Facebook or leaving all together and yeah as Callie mentioned this isn't just members this is people who are running memberships where they, they look at Facebook and they kind of say you know all my members want a Facebook group I know they'd use it but for my own personal reasons I do not want to be on Facebook and you know that is that's that's telling and it's definitely a bit of a trend the other thing, I think this is kind of connected as well to the bigger picture with Facebook or Meta, and actually that that ties into it. As a company, as a brand, it feels like they're losing steam a little bit. It feels like there's a bit more clutching at straws in terms of the direction they're going. You know, there's more talk about them being forced to like break the company up into different parts um there's more political pressure you've got zuckerberg up there looking 100 human and natural faced mm. in front of congress um there's just so much more happening that kind of feels like this never-ending behemoth of facebook that has just been powering through for well, well over 10, 15, 16 years now is slowing. It's, it's, you know, I don't want to say <laughs> the younger generations now. Like Facebook, it's, Facebook isn't cool anymore. Facebook isn't something that, you know, um, generation Z or whatever we're on to now are we back around to a what happens after gen z do we go back to a world implodes the world yeah gen z or the end game like they're not rushing to go onto facebook they're not talking about facebook facebook's your dad's platform right so it does feel like the brand the company is losing steam and a big thing for me and i'm going to get so much flack over this is the whole thing of the metaverse now, there are people who think metaverse is just this phenomenally mind-blowing concept and it's going to change the world and this, that, and the other. I'm not going to dive into why I don't think that's the case. Um, yeah, I'm not. because yeah, that, be,
1: That's an episode for another day. <laughs> that's, a,
0: that's a rant for another day. Um, but it's deliberately vague. And it's almost to me kind of like Zuckerberg and Facebook kind of saying, well, we don't really know what, Is happening next. We don't really have an idea. So here's a real broad concept from a movie we watched one time, or, you know, someone remembered Second Life. And we're just going to do that. But in 2022, right? Yeah, I said I'm not going to get into why Metaverse is just weird. But the whole thing with Metaverse and this whole idea is if anything, that is possibly going to make things a bit more volatile when it comes to traditional facebook because once they figure out what metaverse is going to be and how it's going to affect facebook and how it's going to be um like manifested within the world of facebook they're probably going to start messing with the website a lot more they're going to mess with the facebook we all know today and so groups might just disappear as a concept or they might decide okay what we're going to do with groups is everyone's going to have this virtual avatar specifically for the groups. And we're all going to wear these specific, like they might really decide to massively lean into this daft virtual world idea, starting with groups and blow up the traditional format of of groups. This is all speculative. Callie's looking at me like (laughs) I'm strange. The whole thing is they don't really know what they're doing in terms of getting from Facebook as it is now to the idea of the metaverse and what facebook might look when when that is in place and the fact that they have kind of started on that journey does mean that we're going to see things change with the website so it's great all these new features but they may be more likely to just scrap whole bits of facebook somewhere in their quest to create this mythical metaverse
1: and we've already seen them, you know, start things and, and, and finish them just as quickly, you know, what, two years ago, they announced subscriptions for groups and enabling paid groups that never really eventuated any, to anything. You know, they've got um, more and more features like that, that they've tried, or they've announced, or they've beta tested, people get excited about them, and then they never happen. Yeah. And you know, the new thing now is subgroups, you know, allowing subgroups, but whether or not that actually takes off and becomes something that you can actually rely on for your membership site is an entirely another thing
0: yeah so setting my cynicism aside when it comes to things like the metaverse the whole point that we're making there is facebook are entering probably the most experimental period of their existence so far they have really just been building and refining and improving a website and yes you know with the apps and yes with the ad model and stuff but really it's all centered around a website they've been adding new features to a website the whole thing with the metaverse is it's not a website anymore it's it's something completely different and so there's going to be a massive period of experimentation of messing around with things and we can't take for granted that what we see in facebook today will even exist in any sort of tangential form in three four five years from now so that makes for a very volatile situation
1: it really does and and just from a more practical point of view there's there's certain things that facebook are doing with groups now already so they're recommending other people's groups in your group for example so they're actually actively trying to get people from your group to join other groups so they're taking people away from you and more than that Facebook groups always used to be kind of the last bastion of of reach of being able to actually get in front of your audience on social media without having to pay to play. But reaches down across the board in groups, the algorithms being changed, and huge groups are seeing a massive decrease in the number of people actually even seeing their posts. You know in order to actually see posts from a group now, you have to turn on all notifications or highlight notifications, the chances of group posts appearing in your feed are massively minimal, meaning that actually you're now requiring your members to specifically go to your group to check it, which cuts down some of those pros about people already being on the platform and seeing your posts in their feed. And all of this reach issues is especially not ideal for time sensitive content, which a lot of membership content and posts might be. And yeah, this is the huge issue for me, even with all of the pros, all of the awesome features Facebook are adding, the fact that now it's harder than ever to reach the people in your group to get them to actually see your posts makes it a a huge issue for me. You know, in a group of 19,000, less than 10% will see posts these days, and that's that's terrible.
0: It is. It is. You know, it's it's one thing for that to be the case when it's a free group, but when it's people paying you money, the chance that they might not see important updates is, is just not something that we should be accepting as membership owners. And it's not something that your, your members are going to really enjoy or benefit from. And it's not just about you not being able to reach them. It's about them not being able to reach you. This is an argument I've been saying since day one when it comes to Facebook groups, once they started applying the algorithm in the groups. The prospect that a brand new member to your site could be nervous about introducing themselves. Not everyone is, is you know, a peacock when it comes to social media. They might be nervous. They might have started writing an introductory post a few times and then stopped because they're like, oh, it's just, I just don't have anything interesting to say. They've finally plugged up that courage and they've taken that leap to get engaged in your community. But then Facebook decides that it's not important for people in your group to see that post at that particular time. And worse, they decide not to show it to you because there's other stuff they think that you should see first. There's ads that you should see first. And so that new member who has actually, you know, taken a lot to kind of put their head above the line and actually participate they feel like they've been ignored you haven't said oh hey it's fantastic to have you here welcome to the group nobody else is they've not even liked it because it's not been seen not because it didn't deserve to be seen but because facebook's algorithm decided that it wasn't something worthy of being put in front of people at that particular time that to me like everything else aside, if that is the only downside of a Facebook group, that would be the deal breaker for me. But obviously I'm particularly um, passionate about that, that idea, that concept that someone could someone could be feeling pretty bad about not getting a response to something and taking it personally and, you know, especially if it's taken a lot for them to actually... Um, put that step forward into part in your community the idea that some algorithm is is going to make them feel like rubbish it just just isn't acceptable um, within a facebook group and this is all because of the algorithm and the algorithm exists because of ads that's what it's all about the algorithm exists to pull you in to show you the stuff it thinks is going to get you engaged and pull you in so that you will see more ads and you'll keep scrolling and you'll see ads and you'll buy stuff and everyone makes money. Now, we predicted ads in Facebook groups a while back. It's not really happened yet. I-
1: yeah they did test them and you do get them on the sidebar in your browser now but yeah they've not gone i think they got such a backlash against the idea of of paid adverts in groups that they've definitely walked back on that decision
0: yeah which is obviously a good thing but then on the other side it means it could still happen so the idea that someone could actually have their ads for their program a potentially competing program or a product that completely goes against your principles and the ethos of your group, the idea that that stuff could start appearing inside your group beyond your control, again, it's just a big no-no for me on several fronts. One, paid ads showing in a group for a paid community. It's just cheap. It's really cheap. It's why you shouldn't have banner ads inside your membership site. It's cheap. It's tacky. Someone's paid for it. They don't expect to then see ads. But the idea that those ads could be detrimental to you, detrimental to your brand, or promote your competitors within your group, it's just not something a serious business owner should be even contemplating. Now, again, ads aren't here in groups right now in the way that we're talking about, but it means they do still have that card to play. And the whole thing with Facebook is they've run out of places to put ads And so I'm amazed at their restraint for not having just rolled them out in groups yet. And a big part of that reason, anecdotally, is because apparently Zuckerberg loves groups. He's in a lot of groups himself. He likes groups personally. So maybe he's just not wanting to screw with them too much. But it's got to be only a matter of time. And a lot of this really just reinforces the fact that you are building on rented land. It is Zuckerberg's whims or whoever's developing the product's whims if they like something if they need to do something to serve their interests they're going to do that they're not going to you know send you an email and say hey you know we were thinking of doing this thing how would you feel about us starting to show ads in your community they don't they don't care you don't get a say now we talked about the downsides of building on rented land before when it comes to using all-in-one platforms and all that sort of stuff and there's definitely pros and cons to that but this is a whole other ballgame because to the world of facebook you and your group and your membership are minuscule you have no say your opinion doesn't matter if a change that they make destroys your ability to have a thriving community on facebook tough you get no warning you get no input and you don't even have the data from facebook to export to take it somewhere else so again there's a big risk when building on rented land you are building on perhaps the most oversaturated rented land with with a landlord who doesn't really have any reason to to even know you exist and so yeah that's obviously a big big con
1: and as part of that, we are seeing more and more groups get shut down. Yeah. Just without warning. And especially now that Facebook are trying to be more conscious of kind of safety warnings or messages that aren't. Um, appropriate. more and more people getting shut out of their groups. I know a membership site owner who made a joke about on a, a post in her members group with her members about killing her husband for posting a bad photo and she got censored from her own group and unable to post in that. And that yeah. was her members group where she as the membership owner was no longer able to post in there. So there is a lot of kind of more potential issues with groups being shut down, people being blocked and all of those kind of changes as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, which is just insane to think of. Again, it's it's different if it's a free group where you are, you know, it's... it's. You get people, what you pay for. Yeah, it's digital sharecropping. You're kind of, you're, you're just, you're making use of something someone else has kindly provided for you. And yeah, you get what you pay for. And it's not ideal if it happens with a free group, but with a paid group. Can you imagine that? The founder of a membership being locked out of their own group for inappropriate content that a computer algorithm has detected it's insane so we covered the pros we covered the cons and hopefully that shed a little bit of light for you and giving you a bit more food for thought on areas that perhaps you hadn't realized you hadn't thought about on both the good and bad side but it does very much feel to me that yes there's so many more pros now to running a facebook group for your paid community but it does feel like the the cons side of the scale has been stacked just as much in the last five or six years now as for whether the revival option it does kind of depend on what's most important to you and if those pros outweigh the cons ultimately that's all it comes down to if the fancy new features the accessibility of the user base of facebook and so on make it worth the risk make it worth the issues um then go for it right if you know you need a community but you are dead set that it's facebook or, or no community then you're going to be better off on facebook with a community than having no community at all for me personally as we've said i've never been a big big fan of using a facebook group as your main community for your paid membership and with how things have changed in recent years for all the cool new features and we do like uh, i'm not just paying lip service as the cynical one of the two of us i'm not just paying lip service to these new features there are some awesome new features Really, like just amazing new features, but the extra cons and the way things seem to be going they put this even further down my list despite those new additions
1: yeah, and I think I have to agree with you i'm I'm probably one of those few people that is still on Facebook quite a lot in a lot of Facebook groups, but for me, yeah, I love the idea of how the how how they're looking to expand on groups, increase engagement in groups and things. But none of that means anything if people aren't actually seeing your post. So they're adding things in to increase that engagement, but then they're making it so that less and less people organically see those posts. So to my mind, all the features in the world mean nothing if it's not serving the purpose of actually enabling your members to connect and talk and to kind of ask questions and meet meet each other. It's not working as a community if people aren't seeing it, if people aren't actually getting access to it the way that you would want them to. And so I think more and more the additional control that you get with an outside platform it just outweighs the benefits of Facebook all the time, especially when you add in that there is an exodus from Facebook at the moment. You know, more and more people aren't wanting to use the platform. So you risk more and more of your members not being able to join your community. And as I said before, you know, we've got the Facebook group for our members now alongside our forum, but the forum is far more active, far more engaged. As I mentioned, not, you know, hardly any of our members have actually joined the Facebook group, less than 20%. We keep it open because of those cool features, because it's a good testing ground, because it is a good additional hangout place for those members who do want to ask a quick question. And because
0: because it's not the be-all and end-all to our community, we could close it tomorrow and nothing too valuable would be lost. Yeah,
1: I don't think anybody would complain. It's a good place for us to put announcements, events, as an additional option for people. But the forum gets far more engagement, far more people logging in and things like that. And I think... Even then, in the members community, in the academy, in our free group, more and more people saying, I do not want to use Facebook for my membership. And for me, I think that's the most telling thing that we've moved from that. Everybody wanting a Facebook group, everybody saying this is where the only place that members will engage. This is the only place you should have your community to now the conversation being where else can I go? Yeah,
0: what are the um, alternatives? Yeah. That's that's the question now. What are the alternatives to a Facebook group? So let's talk about some of those alternatives if you don't want to run your membership community on Facebook.
1: Yeah, and I think one of the biggest alternatives these days, it's, it's fairly new, but it's definitely an up-and-comer. It's getting a lot of um, popularity is Circle. So Circle is a great option for kind of having that offsite community that has that more of a social feel. It's kind of a cross between Slack and Facebook. Um, But it also, it's come out of the gates with a lot of integrations already. So it'll already integrate with things with like your WordPress site. So it's a great option for combining with whatever your existing membership site is.
0: Yeah, those more community-specific apps that are coming to the market, they couldn't be coming at a better time. And even, you know, platforms like um, Mighty Networks and stuff like that, you know, they're getting more and more prominent. They've been around for a while, they've been through some changes, but they're becoming increasingly prominent too. So there are a lot better options now for something that is looks and feels and is more social media-driven or in that style of Facebook groups combined with Slack, it's less of that traditional structured forum that these options just didn't exist.
1: Yeah. Like yes, yeah. so prior. many options now, so many options and even a lot of platforms are including their own community options these days. So they're not necessarily as full featured, but it if you've just got simple needs, actually keeping it all in one can be the best option. So Kajabi has a basic community option, Podia have added community options, even Access Ally the WordPress plugin has just added its own community option as well
0: yeah so we've got more choice now between just a facebook group and an on-site forum because those traditional on-site forums are still a massively viable option again there's big benefits to keeping everything all in one place now again we mentioned things like circle where you can still kind of have everything in one location because they will integrate with um the likes of wordpress and stuff but for something that is truly embedded into your site, a traditional on-site forum, whether it's with software like IP Board, whether it's a, a plugin um, like Buddy Boss, again, we're talking if you're using WordPress. Again, these really can just add so much discussion functionality, so much community um, features, and a lot of this software, particularly IP Board, you know, they've taken so much inspiration from social media groups when developing their features so things like being able to react to posts and stuff like that even silly things like being able to share gifs and emojis and all that sort of stuff like they've just been kind of moving this forum software that again forums haven't changed at their bare bones haven't changed much since the late 90s like that was my first foray into the online world was discussion forums and the, the general look and structure and functionality hasn't changed all that much, but software like IP board or Envision Power Suite, which is Envision Community, Community, Community Suite. Suite, they keep tweaking the name a little bit to keep me on my toes. InVision Community Suite, probably for me in terms of traditional forum software, still the standout leader. It's what we use at Membership Academy. And it's got a lot of social-inspired features, gamification, badges, leaderboards, um, event calendar, all that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah, definitely has. And BuddyBoss in particular for a WordPress option, you know, it's got an app now. So that's a big thing that people are wanting to move towards is having that more app-based community. It integrates seamlessly with your content if you're using things like LearnDash and things like that. So BuddyBoss in particular is a great all-in-one WordPress option as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Or of course, we've talked about how we approach our facebook group where you can kind of have almost the best of both worlds you can still have a facebook group in the mix for your community for those people who only want facebook for those people who refuse to come to an on-site forum but you don't have to make that facebook group the central community it can be something that's kind of peripheral
1: Yeah, right from the start, we've built the Facebook group as an additional social club, a place for those kind of quick chats for the questions when you are just browsing Facebook and you're suddenly thinking about your membership. So it's very much a secondary focus to the main community over on the forum. And we've got a clear purpose and distinction between the two as well. And so I think... Yeah, if you want to take advantage of those Facebook group features, and I know a big one, which we've only touched on a little bit here, a big one for a lot of people is actually being able to go live into the group to be able to do your kind of live um, Q&As and things like that directly into the group. If you still want to be able to take advantage of those features, consider having it as an add-on to a main community that is more connected with your content, that's more connected with your membership site itself.
0: Yeah, so the question as to whether Facebook groups are still viable – as an option for your membership community has definitely become a lot more complicated because there's a lot more features, a lot more pros, a lot more reasons than ever to have a Facebook group as your membership community. But that has come with an equally growing list of cons and downsides. And the severity of some of those cons, for me, outweighs the pros. It might not for you, but if it does, just know that there are more alternatives than there have ever been. There's more choice than just a Facebook group or a traditional forum. Apps like Circle in particular are becoming extremely popular for a very good reason. They're a good middle ground and they give you, in a lot of cases, the best of both worlds. But forums are still extremely valuable extremely powerful community tools to use so you're kind of spoiled for choice if you do decide not to use a facebook group for your paid community but whichever way you go hopefully you're now a bit more informed hopefully you've got a bit more food for thought to help you make that decision and you've got a clearer idea of where to go forward if you choose to either use it or not use it or go with one of the alternatives All right, we're going to wrap things up there because this has been quite a lengthy, quite a meaty one, but I think it's a good topic to really dive into, and it's an important one for anyone considering the community side of their membership. That is it from us. Thanks as ever for listening. We'll be back again next week with another episode of the Membership Geeks Podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode of the Membership Geeks Podcast, we invite you to check out membershipacademy.com. Membership Academy is the original membership about memberships and it's the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing and running a successful online membership business. Whether you're still trying to figure out what your idea is going to be and you need some help making it a reality or whether your website is already up and running and you're looking for ways to grow and attract new members, then membership academy can help you to get to the next level not only do you get access to our step-by-step membership roadmap our extensive training library and exclusive member only discount and tools you'll also become part of our supportive active community of membership owners that will help you along the way in your journey with feedback encouragement and advice all of this and more make Membership Academy the number one place to be for anyone looking to start, manage, and grow a successful membership business. Check it out and join the community at membershipacademy.com. Do you want to boost your member signups and take your membership to the next level? If so, you're not going to want to miss the free webinar that I'm running on Tuesday, the 26th of March. It's called Supercharge Your Membership Sales and it is entirely free. During the webinar, you will learn how to level up your core membership sales funnel for more traffic, leads and sales. You'll discover the biggest roadblocks that could be costing you sales right now and most importantly, how to fix them. And we're going to cover the key tactics that you need to have in place to successfully market and scale your membership. Plus, you get the opportunity to tap into my years of expertise in the membership space and have me help solve your current sales and marketing challenges. So, if you want to take your membership sales to the next level, join me on Tuesday, March 26th at 7pm UK time and go to membershipgeeks.com webinar. That's membershipgeeks.com webinar to secure your free seat today.